Salutations, Scoob Believer. Do you have a dream of becoming an entrepreneur, but don't know where to start or even what to do? Where can I gather information quickly about what's in my zone of genius? Don't worry, Scoob Believers. I got you covered. Go to tuepodcast.net backslash AI prompt and check out an amazing set of AI prompts that will give you ideas, information, and articles to help you get across that start line. Once again, go to tuepodcast.net backslash AI prompt to get you started now. Good luck, Scoob Believer. Hello there, Scoob Believer. Hey, if you're anything like me, I am just so tired of going from screen to screen to screen trying to figure out my analytics for all of my social medias and trying to figure out where I can put any and all my energies to get as much reach as I can. Well, I think I've finally found the solution. Elementary analytics. That's right. Elementary analytics. Now at a single press of a button, I can see all my social media analytics from Google to Twitter to Facebook, all my important information all on one screen, all on one screen. Can you believe it? And if you really needed to, you could print charts for any possible meetings you might have. If you want to learn more about this amazing program, go to tuepodcast.net backslash EA for a 14-day free trial with no credit card needed. That's tuepodcast.net backslash EA for a 14-day free trial. Try it right now and see what it can do for you. Undiscovered Entrepreneur, episode number 21. Well, I guess my podcast has finally become of age. I guess it only gets better from here. Okay, well, uh, Joni and I are both members of an organization called AATH, which is the Association for Applied and Therapeutic Humor. And I, they have a program called the Humor Academy, which is a three-year program. And every participant of the program needs to have a, a, um, a project, a humor project. And so Healing Headbands was my humor project. Welcome to the Undiscovered Entrepreneur, the podcast where brand new entrepreneurs come to life and could quite possibly be discovered. Join me, DJ Scoob, and the rest of the Scoob Believers as we help these new businesses become a reality. And now, away we go. Hello, Scoob Believers, and welcome to an amazing number, episode 21, and part two of my three-part series of experienced entrepreneurs here. In this episode, I am so glad I was actually able to meet with these two young ladies. Yes, that's right. Two people that I interviewed at once. Uh, First time I'm ever doing that. And it was actually a blast. It was so much fun to be able to talk to both of them at the same time and get ideas from both of them. And the people we're talking about that you just heard is Barbara and Joan. Barbara and Joan have put together, well, basically the healing power of laughter. And what they do is they take this healing power of laughter to different hospitals and uh, talk to kids that have illnesses that they really feel they can help them heal with laughter. I don't know about you, but when I'm done laughing, I feel fantastic. It's always great to feel how your body feels after you're done laughing really hard, you know, when you're laughing really hard. So 
Let's listen as she talks about her experiences in her business and how it came about, how and how both of them met because of a group they were both in. So sit back and relax, get a good laugh in, and listen to Barbara and Joan. Salutations, Scoop Believers, and we are here again with another amazing two, that's right, two entrepreneurs. This is actually a first for my show, and I'm really excited to have two co-owners of uh, this company here for our entrepreneurs. Today, we are here with Barbara and Joan. Hi, Barbara. Hey! All right, and Joan, hi. All right. (laughs) All right, so I actually have a really serious question to ask you right off the bat. Okay, you ready? Are you school believers? I am a wholehearted school believer. All yes. right. How about you, Joan? Are you a school believer? Is there a cheer for school believers? Because we'll I'm for it. <laughs> we'll make one up. There you go. <laughs> school, yes, we do. I don't know. <laughs> yes, I-, I like it. <laughs> That's more than anybody's done for me so far. So I'm going to take it. All right. <laughs> so, um, but I, I'm really interested in Barbara. I'm going to have you go first here. Now, uh, tell me how long you've actually had your entrepreneur adventure, what it is, and can you kind of give us an idea of how it get all, all got started? Okay. Well, uh, Joni and I are both members of an organization called AATH, which is the Association for Applied and Therapeutic Humor. And I, they have a program called the Humor Academy, which is a three-year program. And every participant of the program needs to have a, a, um, a project, a humor project. And so Healing Headbands was my humor project. And so we worked it through and I graduated with honors and you know, plaques and whatever. And uh, Joni was a wonderful participant in helping me uh, create this whole program. We've done it together. We met uh, in our neighborhood and uh, we realized that we have, we're like peanut butter and jelly or like a Reese's peanut butter cup. You know, one of us is the chocolate, the other one's peanut butter. And we, we blended together and we created this amazing program, which has taken us all over the United States, to hospitals and community centers and programs like Kiwanis International, Girl Scouts of America, um, on and on and on, you know, St. Jude's, Hole in the Wall Gang Camp. And we have created a program called Laugh, Create, Heal. And we've taken this workshop uh, wherever we've gone, and it's been a delightful program. It's been a warm-hearted thing because what we've incorporated is we've created laughter exercises and a painting project, and we and coupled that together so that it has empowered children who are dealing with serious illnesses all over and it empowers them knowing that no matter what, they have the power to laugh. And by having that power of laughing and the creativity of painting, they can handle anything that comes at them. Wow, Barbara, that is wow. That's I'm just like totally in awe of what you've accomplished up to this point. I mean, listening to that story is fantastic. Uh, Joni, what's what's your part in this now? Tell me your entrepreneurial adventure and how you got started in all this. I'm I'm sure it's pretty similar, but I want to hear your side of it. Oh, wow. Well, 
you know, like Barbara said, we we met in our neighborhood where we became very close friends. We spent days and days and days together. And so I sort of was in, I'm a designer uh, by trade, an artist. And um, I had been watching Barbara work through her Humor Academy project, uh, which is ultimately this amazing program that we created. And so I would see Barbara come home, literally, in a in a state, uh, she would go to away to a humor conference and then come home, and it would be a very different person. I was like, "Well, what happened to you?" <laughs> you know, it's the most remarkable experience to go away to experience joy, ultimate joy, and then come and find that in your community, or or try to get that same excitement in your community. So I was very curious uh, to know more about what Barbara was doing because. Laughter is, the, you know, the heal all and be all. And uh, so when Barbara was working on the program, I just naturally fused myself to it and found myself like together working on um, the program with her. And so together we did uh, come to lots. Almost the entire thing was just um, what coming up with the color schemes, the design of the logo, the the whole package and how we were able to bring it to the children and the families and the hospitals um, was just a, a culmination of both of our thoughts, putting together the humor element and then the art element and then and saying how well we could take that art and then put it onto something that the children and the families could actually wear. Um, it was, a, 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 I would say, a major undertaking looking at the time that we took to, to create what we did. And then seven years later now where we've come it's just remarkable so yeah I'm, I'm the designer part I'm the I'm the that person that um does all the little you know gets all those little details done with the graphics with the arts and um, Barbara works with elderly I work with the children and and so the parents and the children when they come together we well, like Barbara said a Reese's peanut butter cup so we really work very well together I'm never going to look at that candy bar the same way after talking to you too. I could tell you that. All right. So, okay. So we're going to kind of move on to the next question here. And uh, real quick, I'd like to know how, when did you, how long have you been doing this? When did you actually get started and uh, doing this? Okay. Well, well, we got our 501c3 in 2014 okay. and we had the idea before that, before we actually got all the paperwork together um, I had been in Central America on a trip to visit my daughter and wherever I went in marketplaces, I saw these amazing headbands, but they were made from cotton and they were an elastic in the back, but they opened up like a, like a kerchief, like a, like a, you know, a bandana. And I thought to myself, like, and thankfully both our kids are healthy, but when I, I had a feeling that this would be something that would help children who were going through uh, serious illnesses, you know, going through chemo and, and the likes of those sort of helping them to heal. And so I brought back maybe 40 of them and thinking they'd make great souvenirs, but I kept them all. And I, at the time, my husband worked for a fashion company and I asked the production people if they could help me with this design. And I didn't like what they came up with. And we eventually were able to find what we needed just by trial and error. And uh, it's worked out really well. So we got lucky and, and, but I don't think it was just luck. I really think that the universe was 
um, ready for us. We manifested and it, it happened. Yeah, it really sounds like that. You just sounds like you everything kind of fell into the right place at the right time for you. I mean, if if your husband wasn't part of of the design uh, of things, you know, it probably wouldn't have happened. So everything just kind of happened the right way. You just happened to be the right place, at the right time to get the curd chips, and everything kind of dominoed into the, to where it came to today. So mm-hmm. that's amazing. That's so great. Um, really quick, back then when you were just getting started, did you have any? like mentors or anybody that you looked up to and anybody that inspired you to kind of continue moving forward with, uh, with your entrepreneur adventure. In the very beginning, as I said, we were, were members of an organization called AATH.org. And I had a woman at the time who was my mentor. And I said to her, when I was creating this program, I said, do you know, it's not humorous. It's not funny. And she said, you know, you have to understand that when we say laugh or humor, it's really, a um, what was the word I said before, Joni? It's um, a metaphor. It's a metaphor that you know it's it's encompassing. And what we were doing is we're adding humor with our laughter exercises, and we're encouraging love. And and when someone is painting after they've laughed for at least twenty minutes, and this has been proven, you know, their their studies been done, they're sitting in. I say they're in a Zen zone, and they're in the they're in the moment and they're able to just create. And some, even adults will say, oh, I can't paint. And they just put their, that they put the brush in the colors and then it goes and it's like, it's magical. It really is. Yeah. They get into a flow state. That's what I call that as a flow state. And um, when you're in a flow state, it just, it's joy and euphoria and it all comes out into what you're trying to create. And as creators, that's really what we look for is, is to get into that flow zone. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. How about you, Joni? Did you have any uh, mentors that you'd like to mention? Or is it pretty much the same as Barbara? Well, I, I entered into the AATH scene a little bit later. Um, I had gone the first year where I had to help Barbara present the work, you know, her, her um, final, final project. And I was just aghast by the amount of love and kindness, generosity, and um, compassion, empathy. I mean, name every word there was involved. These, everyone I met was just so full. So, you know, in terms of a mentor to this project, um, I think Mary Kay Morrison, who is uh, probably leads the, uh, the Humor Academy, very inspirational. She has 12 grandchildren. She's a, she's, she has this. I'm the 13th. I'm 13. I'm the 13th grandchild. <laughs> Baker's doesn't. They have some construction going on. I don't know if you hear that. Don't worry about it. This is, uh, Joni, so, this is real Mary, life. We're Mary, not worried about it. Okay. Mary Kay uh, is truly like a remarkable human being that just embodies the spirit of a child, no matter what age. And so watching her really had inspired me. And, and I know, but, and she inspires Barbara all the time because they're available. You know, when you, when you working with people um, and you're meeting new people, sometimes they are in a position where maybe they, you feel that they're too high up and they can't be touched. But every single person I met through this association is so available. Their heart is open. Their arms are open wide. And uh, anything that you need or, want or, or desire, 
to collaborate on or work with or just have a question, you can pick up the phone and call them anytime. And that's the, that's the warmth I felt um, through yeah. the experience of working with the AATH. That's fantastic. It's amazing to me sometimes, you know, especially when I started my entrepreneur adventure as a podcaster, I didn't, I was kind of scared to even ask anybody for help or anything like that because they didn't want to talk to me. They're higher up than me. Um, you know, they're, they're making more money than I am. Why would they want to talk to me? But I come to realize it's people aren't competition. They're actually want to help me, you know, and that's a whole, that was a whole new feeling for me, especially becoming a podcaster was people are genuinely want to help each other. And that's a, that's a feeling I never really had before until I started doing this. So mm-hmm. yeah, thank you for bringing that up. So um, in your first year uh, after actually getting things going, um, did you come across any pitfalls or any problems uh, getting the business off the ground and running? Joni, you want to take that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like we like we had mentioned, it was definitely a process that we worked out each particular. Um, and Barbara, when it, it, it's almost as if there was a pitfall, we didn't recognize it because we had the we had the humor under our in our back pocket. So anything that came our way, we were really easy. We still do it. We still thwart it. And we laugh at it or we uh, say, oh, whatever that was, you know, we'll use it to our to our advantage. We'll take it and twist it and make it work for us as opposed to, you know, dwelling on something that may have not turned out exactly as we expected. So um, very few pitfalls. If anything, if there were some, we probably don't remember them. I guess my thinking is because we were talking about this just yesterday and we were thinking, we couldn't come up with any. Um, there's just, you know, there were, there are some, um, you know, the some hospitals were a little bit more uh, like, actually, you know what? The first hospital we ever reached out to was, was like, sure. Yes. And yes. And, and um, most every hospital we asked to bring the program to never <laughs> said yes. So uh, I can't say I can't say there was too many bumps along the way. Johnny was very good at whenever she would call a hospital and, and some of them would say, well, no, we're not interested. And she said, oh, you don't know what you're missing. You need us. You know, we are, you know, not to say we're Laverne and Shirley, but we are, we're, you know, we're a lot of fun and the kids are going to love us and the outcome is going to be amazing. So try us, you know, it's like the old fashioned, like, try us, you like us, you know, that type of thing. And, uh, and we've gone back many times to lots of, of many of the hospitals that we've a- attended to. Um, we've done programs with, you know, as I said before, Garden of Dreams and Paul Newman's Home the Wall Gang Camp. And, and, and just, we've gone to California, we've been to Florida, Massachusetts, we've been all over the United States. And our dream was to go further to actually hit every hospital there is, Children's Hospital. Um, pandemic certainly put a, a kibosh on that for now, but you know we have we have other things in the works, and we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> All right. You know, uh, y'all's mindset has a lot to do with 
not even recognizing that there's a bump in the road instead of actually uh actually thinking about it being a bump of the road it's more like a well this is an experience that we can use to move on to something else that that's more of a positive thing than anything else and not a whole lot of entrepreneurs out there have that perfect mindset where they don't even recognize a pitfall they don't even recognize a problem because it's not really a problem it's a it's a just a doorway to a solution so it's really great to have that uh to have that mindset when you're doing things in your entrepreneur adventure so i really appreciate that kudos to y'all to be able to do that that's amazing so what this I'm, this is going to be an interesting question. This actually might be harder because you didn't have as many pitfalls as a normal person would. What, in hindsight, I mean, is there any failure that you're proud of? Like something that didn't go well, but you're proud that it didn't go well because this happened. Do you, is, did you experience anything like that at all? Hmm. See, I knew that was going to be a tough question. <laughs> you know, I just find that some hospitals would say that. Uh, you know, we never charge the hospitals anything. Some hospitals were lo- lo- lovely where they would pay for our parking. Not everyone did. Um, but, you know, maybe they said, oh, you, oh, I remember once we were in one hospital and they told me, oh, yeah, um, we're too loud. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, oh, well, you know what? But we're playful. I mean, that's the whole idea. You have to be loud. I said, well, close the door. And, oh, no, we have to keep the door open. So, I mean, if that was the extent of it, that wasn't so bad. I mean, I was getting on my back and acting like a hyena and they were like looking, who, who is this woman? But, but, but they told me I was too loud. So. Well, you're doing pretty good. If that's the, if that's the worst it's good to be. Hopefully it just stays like that because <laughs> <laughs> that's just great. So um, I'm just going to go ahead and move on to the next question. If you don't mind, uh, what I'm going to do here is the, I mean, in your vast number of accomplishments that you've had, can you name about one or two really good accomplishments that you're really super proud of? I just, I love it when I can get on stage and we were at, the, we were at this one hospital and <clears throat> I had like a pretend microphone and I was just working the crowd and I thought it was so much fun. And, uh, um, but nothing really stands out. Do you, does anything stand out for you, Joni? I think it was our first fundraiser. Okay. Tell me about that. Yeah. Maybe our second. Well, there were, we had, we've had three fundraisers in total, but one of them was not like, one was like really just a a welcoming from the community to, uh, we had just um, changed our location and we were in a, we're in a beautiful life center where people come and have events and um, do yoga and do special workshops for health. And so our, we had opened our little our doors up there to um, set up a space for ourselves to work. And so we were just sort of opening ourselves to the community to say, here we are, sort of like a grand opening, so to speak. And uh, we had 25 artists from the community come showcase their work. And uh, it wasn't really a fundraiser, but we, were, we have these little wristbands that we hand out. 150 people who showed up which was a mind we were like completely astounded by that um it was amazing actually and so because everybody had a different color wristband we were able to gather them in different groups and help them understand the process of laughing together 
So they were like little communities, little circles of, of, uh, of people that never met maybe before, very random. And so we were able to illustrate to the, commun- to the, the community what we are doing. And it was the first time we ever really showcased that to a large group of people. And uh, afterwards, people were putting money <laughs> into a basket. And we were like, oh, we didn't really know. We didn't really want any money. We were just here. So, you know, we did, we, we made some money for the organization that night. And um, that was a surprise to us. And uh, then we thought, have another. So we did it again. <laughs> But this time it was a real fundraiser and it was very, we, we did very well. That's a fantastic example of if you help other people's people, they will help you. Yeah. I mean, when you get it, when you get people together like that and you get that happiness and it just, it just flows and people are just, they want to feel that again, or they want to kind of support you in what you're doing. If it's going to be happening for other people, people will open up their pocketbooks, even though you weren't expecting it just because they want to support you in what you're doing. Sometimes that's the only way people know how to do it is to put, you know, a bunch of money in a basket and hand it over to you. But (laughs) what a fantastic story. I really love that. That is great. I don't, I don't know how, let's see, how can I, how can I word this question? If you knew somebody was going to get into an entrepreneurship or an adventure similar to yours, or, you know, you kind of run into somebody that might want to do something similar to what you're doing, what advice would you give them to start up? I mean, how would you help them get started? I would I would ask them to really figure out what it is that they're aiming for and to write down all their questions of even the impossibilities because impossibilities are really it's possible. And and to teach them to think more optimistically rather than as like, Oh, it's not going to work because of this, this, and this. And listen, every, every organization, every business has questions of, will it, will it succeed? And it will, but you have to really love what you want to do. And the idea of helping others and, and, and not thinking about yourself, is really paramount, you know? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, putting other people first is really what we do as entrepreneurs. I mean, I mean, if you look at a lot of, a lot of people out there that have this, this thought about entrepreneurs and what they are, a lot of it's misperception of they're all like selfish and they all want, all we want, all we want is money. And that's really not true, especially nowadays where we're here to provide a service to help other people. To, to relieve these these problems that we have. And you guys are doing that above and beyond anybody else that I have met yet. So I really appreciate what you're doing. So I have a really fun question here. And now I know you've been doing this for a while, but in the next six months, do you have any goals for yourself, say in the next six months that you'd like to accomplish? Joni! No, I guess that's you, Joni. <laughs> Barbara always hands me off. (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's a lot to be uh, said for the last two years, which completely like took us all by surprise and uh, threw everybody in like the washing machine and the dryer hanging up 
whatever, however you, you know, with no softener, no softener. So um, because of that shift, we had to also shift our way of our, our model to our laugh, create, heal workshop. And it's not something that we hadn't thought about before. In fact, when we first came into healing headbands together, we had a long-term goal and some of those long-term goals came a little sooner. So now what we're looking at is taking what we have. And I always say to Barbara, I said, locked and loaded any direction, any direction we, you know, we point our programming and it will be successful. It's also just finding the right people and partnering with people who also believe in what we do. And um, it's not so much a convincing of what we do. It's more or less like, how can we really um, direct the energy and our passion so that that duplicates itself. So duplicating the program bringing it to helping bringing it to hospitals so that the child life services can also, you know, create the workshops with themselves. So that means having a kit. That's something that we've been working on where that, that kit is, can be um, either purchased by hospitals or um, maybe fundraisers. We can develop them, make them so that we can give them to hospitals so that the children, that they can facilitate the workshops so that they can then, and we can just, create the headbands for them. And we are, we, we become a factory, so to speak. Mm. Um, But that means that it can continue working in hospitals, which was the initial um, programming to help children and families in hospitals. Then there's another thing. Well, there's two other things that we're working on is one is partner up with other organizations as big as the Girl Scouts of America, because we find that a, a large percentage of our workshops we do with Girl Scouts in our in our region, and uh, we like to continue moving that outward. And that means that we can bring that further with those little girl, the little girls, the, the daisies, the brownies, the cadets. They're like our they're like our minion, you know. <laughs> ambassadors. <laughs> they're the ambassadors. They're little ambassadors. Yeah, they're the ambassadors for tomorrow uh, for our programming. Um, and then the other thing is. Um, the, the, the kit, we'd like to see that kit be something that everybody can have, maybe perhaps like a game that can you can purchase it or you can find it, which is a secondary leg of our organization, which suggests that we would be a profitable leg, which then feeds the nonprofit. So that's something we're working out right now. All right. So an actual physical product that you can actually have go out to the hospitals and whatnot to continue on what you're doing. Yeah. Right. That's fantastic. I actually, uh, I've been doing a little research on that. I might be able to put you in touch with somebody that can help you with that. That'd be great. Oh, Thank yeah, you. Um, I'm in this uh, group called SPI, Smart Passive Income. And uh, it's a huge, about five or 600 person community that I'm a part of. And I'm sure I can run into somebody that would be able to help you make that a reality. So I'll definitely put that in a uh, good word in for you there. So for anybody that's listening right now that wants to get a hold of you and wants to know more about what you're doing, how do they get a hold of you? Well, I'm on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out there every day doing something wacky and uh, they can easily find me there. We're on all social media. We're on Facebook. We're on um, Instagram as well as Twitter. And uh, we have our website, which is, healingheadbands.com so it's healing headbands for the plural and 
what else? Um, just what would you add, Joni? Um, well, I like to think of like our Instagram to be the most chronological. So if you really want to see what we've been doing and what we're all about, you can start from the beginning and then work your way to now and see that we have helped so many different communities. And all it is, is about just DMing, direct message. You know, so a lot of our social media has our personal information on it, our telephone numbers, our office number, our, our email. Just it takes that little bit of let me curiosity to see and ask a question. And we're like, we're not sharks. We won't bite. And we love to help. So we just. All right. That's awesome. If anybody has any questions about how to get a hold of these two wonderful people, they'll uh, all their links and everything will be in the show notes. So you could uh, contact them anyway on their Instagram. Uh, Barbara, I, I'm enjoying every second that you're on Twitter. And I see you put a, I think uh, today I was walking like a penguin. So <laughs> you're waddling, yeah. I'm waddling like a penguin laughing. Yeah, I was watching. And then the round of applause. I love that. That was awesome. All right. So thank you so, so much, YouTube. And it was a pleasure to be able to talk to both of you at the same time. I loved having two people. And actually, this really went really well. Uh, I'm I'm really glad we were able to pull this off. Scoob believers, hang in there for the wrap up at the very end. Barbara, Joni, thank you so so much for coming onto the show. Thank you so much. All really right. good to meet you, Jesse. All great. right, thank you. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was Barbara and Joan. What a great, great interview. I just had a, just so much fun being able to talk to them and laugh with them and find out about their story and about healing headbands and how that all came about. And the, just the backstory was just amazing on that. Being able to talk to them, get a perspective from each of them was definitely a treat for me. Not having interviewed a duo before was, uh, it was just fun. It was just plain fun. That's all that really mattered. If anybody wants to get involved with Healing Headbands, go to HealingHeadbands.com. And also, if you want to help Barbara and Joan put together their physical product and their ideas to help children in hospitals, please contact them in the aforementioned places. And speaking of, if anybody wants to get a hold of me and uh, ask me any questions about my podcast or want to follow me, please uh, subscribe to me. You could always contact me at djscoob2021, that's S-K-O-O-B, on Twitter. And you could always reach out to me via email at duepodcast.net2021 at gmail.com. And if you want to see what kind of tools that I use to continue my entrepreneur adventure, please go to my website, which is uepodcast.net where you can go to the resources and check out everything that I used in my entrepreneur venture. And I'm just going to go ahead and throw this in there too. If you wish to contribute and help me continue to help brand new entrepreneurs get their word out and get their best works into the world, go to uepodcast.net and go to be a contributor. And there you could actually see a GoFundMe page and a Patreon. Now, the Patreon I'm building right now, it's actually looking pretty good. 
you get behind-the-scenes footage of a show called Behind the Box. And what I do there is give you extra footage, basically, of a camera that I run that's actually behind my original camera that you watch on the YouTube channel. And you get a little extra, well, you get a little bit before the episode and after the episode that you don't normally get to hear. Here, here, you get to hear here. I'm not exactly sure how that's <laughs> I'm not exactly sure how that works out, but okay. Anyway, it's not normal stuff that you hear at this particular podcast, but extra stuff from the podcast. So, uh, if you want to contribute to the Patreon, by all means, please. I can definitely use the help at this point. All right, that's the show. And uh, my next interview, part three, is a gentleman that I actually met in SPI Pro. Uh, he's been around for quite some time, friend of Pat Flynn's, and uh, just has so much to offer as far as tools and information for you. So make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss that when that comes out on the next Tuesday. Not this Tuesday, but next Tuesday. All right, Scuba Lever, thank you so much, and you all have a great evening, okay? Thank you. <laughs> Hello there, DJ Scoob here, and I just want to personally say thank you for listening to my program. I really hope you learned something. Tune in in two weeks to listen to another brand new entrepreneur. And remember, I can, I am, I will, and I'm doing it today. El Agua, the water. Okay. El Pan. El pan, the bread. La leche, the milk. How do you say milk, leche? Leche. El hombre bebe agua. El hombre bebe agua. The man drinks water. Tú comes manzanas. Tú comes manzanas. You eat apples. All right. Tú comes pan. Tú comes Pan. Pan. There we go. As a worker of two full-time jobs, running a podcast and coaching, every minute counts in my day-to-day. It's hard to be consistent in any of my social medias. And at this point, I cannot hire a social media manager. Pinnacle AI to the rescue! I've been using Pinnacle AI for a couple of weeks now. I've seen big improvements in my outreach and consistency in all my social medias. Do you want to save time and increase your productivity too? Go to tuepodcast.net backslash AI for more information. Save yourself time and grow your brand. Try it now and see what it can do for you.